Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah, hey guys. Um, yeah, Andy and Dave, uh, another Tuesday tune-in. Um, yeah, great to, to see some people on if you've just joined us. Apologies, uh, a couple of minutes late. Uh, it's like... Uh, Techie issues, we're all sorted now. But yeah, if you've joined us, do say hello. Um, you know, do put a comment so we know who's who's there. Do give us a big, big old thumbs up or big ten or shaka, whatever emoji you want to do. Um, yeah, hey Jackie, how you doing? Hey Shona, Amanda, Karen. I always wait for the flow of, of comments, but um yeah. yeah, great, great to see so there's so many people who are interested in gloves. I never knew they'd be interested in bloody gloves, like you know, but yeah. um Dave, the gloves are off today, aren't they? We're um, we're literally going to talk all things gloves for literally five minutes because you know gloves doesn't take long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know it's important. You know we've had to we've actually had yeah. some winter conditions. You know, so um, yes. for the first time ever, I had to go through my duffel bag. You know, dust them off. You know they haven't been used since Killy. But um, yeah, an, an important part actually when we did our uh, our mountain training um, yeah. up in. Um, up in North Wales, when we did our like navigation and stuff like that, one of the big yeah. things that we were taught was, you know, um, you have to like use the map, set your bearings and everything like that with your gloves on, which is incredibly irritating because you want to just take them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. we did, our trainer, who was like an ex-marine, was like, "Hey, you are, guys, frostbite. Put them back on. Try again." <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Key bit of equipment. Key bit of equipment. You know, it is, yeah. I mean, especially over the last week, um, as, as, I've, as I've put on, on the post and email, it was just nice to see some snow. I mean, you know, we haven't been able to get to the mountain, so it was like, honestly, w- waking up and seeing the snow out there was like the best thing in ages. But, um, yeah, it was yeah. nice to get out and build some snowmen, have some fun, just go hiking in, in, in some winter conditions because, yeah, it's been a while. And I know I've seen a lot of you on Facebook as well doing the same. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you live sort of further south, I know we've had a lot of snow in in the UK essentially. Um, but yeah, so we we thought let's talk about gloves. Um, especially we we've got a bit of a special guest today, Dave, haven't we? We thought no, bring him in. around gloves. We we may as well bring him in. Yeah, absolute expert in gloves. Um, to yeah. be honest, we've learned everything we know from this guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and bring him in. I think I, I'll bring him in, and yeah, I mean, I'd say. Gloves. I think he's more around. He's more of an expert in mittens. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, they're warmer. Lots of people at Summit Everest, and I believe he may have done. Um, yeah. May have actually summited Everest. They use the mittens as opposed to the glove because you they yeah. do you know keep the hands together. Yeah. Much more of a space to keep the hot air in and stuff like that. So yeah, really yeah. important. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Well, any ado, I'll uh, I'll bring him in, and yeah, um, I, hope, I hope you you guys can see him. Um, is he around? Yeah. He's, he's a bit quiet today, isn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, we we couldn't resist doing the old uh, Bernie Sanders today after yeah. everything, uh, especially because we were talking about gloves and uh, Fee, uh, one of the Yetis, did remind me. Is how can you not mention Bernie Sanders if you're talking about gloves? And I was like, you know what, you're right. He's going to appear on the live. Um, yeah. <laughs> so apologies if this is the first time you've because I see Andy there, Andy Spencer, and um, I think a few people have said this is their first live. So yeah, pretty much, it. guys, it's yeah. uh, this is it. <laughs> Um, who have we got? Oh, Marky V. Marky V, it's not your first one, is it, mate? Um, <laughs> it's not his first Joel, rodeo. Joel, what I, I man. And then, um, yeah, Petulia Dodd, first live. Where have you been for a whole year, pretty much? I know. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is must-see, you know, tune-in 
time off work television that you need to kind of, you know. I was going to say, it's important. I feel like this is definitely a sort of scaled version of, of Bernie. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm on the weather now because I'm kind of pointing the wrong way, but I can see that he's there. But anyway, I'll tell you what we'll do. Bernie, look, you're looking cold, mate. So I'm going to send you back off to bed and we're going to crack on with Tuesday tune in. So I'll just take you out of that. Yeah. Uh, but thanks, thanks for joining us today, mate. Um, there we go. Right. It's just us now. Here we go. Right. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's get on to, um, right, gloves. So, Dave, where would we start about gloves then? Where would we, where would we start? Um, on your hands. Um, always best. Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, it got us thinking about them because yeah, yeah. we haven't had to use them for such a long time. But, um, and, it's, and it is, to be honest, something that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. The, like, some people are, like, crazy sort of anal about their packing and stuff like that, and the gloves are, like, high on their list. Me, I don't know why, I've forgotten gloves before. Andy's had to borrow me gloves. I actually, <laughs> no word of a lie, I, for, I left my gloves in Kathmandu on the last EBC trip I did. Wow. Um, you know, so uh, complacency there. I had to slap myself on the wrist. And um, luckily, you know, I, uh, I know enough people to get spears and stuff like that. <laughs> but, like, uh, but honestly, it was like, it wasn't a, a little bit of a panic at the time because um, as any of you know, particularly, you know, if you've been hiking a lot, riding yeah. bikes or anything like that um cold hands and cold feet it just wrecks your whole mood you know it's like yeah. everything's more difficult your hands are painful it's not easy to enjoy anything so just a simple pair of gloves can uplift your whole trip um yeah. and certainly like i wouldn't have gone up killy without them you know yeah no. well you needed it especially on summit night you know it's uh it's, it's damn cold yeah um especially with the wind uh you know you're high uh, you know altitude wise and uh you know it, it's it's cold and yeah yeah your hands you can certainly feel it I, I remember um was it doug and i think even he had a decent pair of gloves and, and he and you know he's a highlander he's 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 out in the cold all the time even he was feeling the cold so yeah it's, it's, it's it is important because you know it can affect your whole uh, your whole the way you are and i think yeah you, you've got to have a decent pair of gloves and you know, when it comes to our trips, most of them, you know, we, we've we've got obviously Island Peak, Mera Peak, uh, Aconcagua, Tubcal in winter. Um, you know, they're probably the extreme in terms of the, the, the temperature-wise, and you know, you're going to need down gloves. You know, really good yeah. gloves, especially if you're if you're on fixed ropes because you don't want to be uh, touching metal. Uh, you know, sort of minus fifteen. Uh, you know, with bare hands, it's, that's bad news. Um, you know, so you want to you want to kind of if, if you're doing those kind of trips, you want to practice wearing gloves whilst, you know, handling rope uh, or, you know, trying to you know, change a belay device or something um, just because, you know, that's why we always think on those kind of trips, I'd say gloves are better than mittens, um, you know, because you've, you've got your digits, you can use them a bit more. Yeah. Um, whereas mittens are really good in the extreme, you know, if you are really struggling, get yeah. those mittens on, um, you know, get them under the armpits. I'm always like this sometimes just to keep my, keep my digits um, yeah. nice and warm. I'm honestly, I never, I honestly, I'm quite lucky. I never yeah. really get, unless it's really cold, I don't get like, my hands don't suffer too much, you know, with like yeah. how cold they are. Usually if I'm inactive and I'm not doing anything, quite often, like when I'm trekking, I actually get like, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like sausage hand syndrome, you know, where the blood like flows to your hands. Yeah, and, um, it's swelling in the hands, right? Yeah, if you use yeah. trekking poles, it does make a big difference. It stops it. But if yeah. you're just trekking, like your hands do swell. I've seen it at altitude a lot as well. I I, yeah. I walk into Namshi the last time I was there, and I saw like two girls sitting there just like comparing their hands. Like, what's going on? Is this you know? I had to stop and explain that it's totally normal. But yeah. when I went to Killy, um, I used the um, Montane Prism gloves. 
Yeah, good gloves, aren't they? Because they pack down quite small, don't they? Yeah, probably my favourite gloves ever. They they pack down to smaller than my fist. Um, you know, they're like this big. And they're like little down jackets for your hands, basically. They're, they're made of pretty much the same material and the same like down fill. And um, I didn't have any liners or anything. I just used those all the way up to Killiam. You might remember how cold it was. And it was, uh, yeah. you know, it was very, very windy. So I don't know what the feels like temperature of it was, but it was definitely below minus five. Um, yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually, what the temperature was. But whatever the temperature was, people were starting to to sort of, um, you know, struggle with, with their digits, weren't they? And I know, especially with those, like, those, those gloves are great. Yeah. But I'd say you probably needed a bit more. Like, if, if you've seen um, Black Diamond do a lot of good makes of, of like, ski gloves, essentially, um, and I've got a couple of pairs of, of ski gloves myself, those are perfect because they're, you know, they're, they're used to dealing with, you know, harsh temperatures. Obviously, you go if, if you're skiing or you're snowboarding, you, you, you're going at pace. So they, they're used to keeping your hands warm. Um, so definitely when it comes to, you know, if your hands are one, you know, if you, if you feel the cold a lot more than others, look at, at kind of getting some form of ski gloves like uh, Black Diamond. Yeah. I mean, there's there's heaps of makes out there, um, but Black Diamond seem to be kind of the, the top end when it comes to down gloves um and that means it's imagine a glove much like a down jacket but it's got uh, you know down feathers or uh, synthetic uh, in the gloves to, to obviously insulate your hands yeah. uh, you know you, you can get i know we're talking about gloves but you can get you know obviously uh, slippers uh, that you can put if you if your if your toes are a little bit cold um i know f- some people have mentioned that on the last few lives um yeah, yeah i i've ne- you know i've never used them but i i, I can't the lodges now for the lodges, yeah. And I was thinking, like, I swear, if you pull out your granddad <laughs> on the way up to Achilles, yeah, there was little like um my dad had a pair and he yeah. was very proud of them. Um again, I, I I suppose like I'm not the I'm not the, the yardstick for like gloves and heated stuff because yeah, I, I tend to run a bit hot and so I don't normally wear like the most extreme gloves, although I pretty much always have a liner on. Um like yeah. I use the black diamond liners, the ones that you can like touch your screen with. Um, yeah, they're brilliant. They are. Yeah, they're really, really, really good. Um, I tell you what else I quite like as well. Like in my pack when I went to, um, although I used the the Montane prisms, I yeah. did have some Rab, and I think they're called Guide, uh, the Rab Guides or the Rab Maintenance yeah. Guides. They're like a tan yeah. color. Had a set of them in there, but didn't need them, you know. But um, I definitely, I think Brooke, when she was on with us, I, if I remember right, I think her hands and feet were like freezing. Yeah, but um, but there's not no, much of it to be fair. So, I'm just looking yeah. at some of the comments now. I I, I got to bring uh, this one from Jackie. God, that Jackie minus twenty three. You forgot your gloves. Oh, I, that must have been very interesting. But um, yeah, wow. Hope, hope you still got your digits, mate. But um, yeah, fair dues. That sounds like a good challenge right now. I, I got to be honest. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, being up there, Mount Tube Carl in the winter. Oh, yeah, would love that right now. Uh, wouldn't we all? Right. That's wow. That's intense. I know, right? Yeah, but um, no, great to see so many people on as well. Um, one of our one of our most popular um, lives for a while, which is great, and we've got some newbies. But great to see all the all the usuals. You know, Mick, Bry, um, I can see Diane, Ramona's obviously always on here. Karen, um, yeah, we got Paula, Lord James. I, I love saying Lord James. Always feels like we got uh, someone famous on the live. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, James, uh, we got Shona as always, Lewis, uh, Abby, Haley. Um, yeah, as always, guys. Any any questions? Do drop them in. We've we've got heaps of questions that came in on the email um, uh, submitted before. But if you have got any questions around gloves or you know, as, 
as any life, anything, uh, you know, we discuss, especially right now as, um, you know, a lot of people are rescheduling their trips at the moment um, over the last couple of weeks because of the, you know, uh, the current um, the current situation. But uh, yeah, but any questions at all, just obviously post them. And that's yeah. what we're here for to, to obviously uh, answer your questions. But Dave, well, I know we, we, we obviously touched on gloves. Um, what about double layer? Because I know that some people we've tracked with, and I know it's quite popular, some people like to wear two layers, don't they? Yeah, so uh, you've got everything out of there. Yeah, that's when um, I referred to the liner that I wear. Now, yeah. The liner that I that I bought was a black diamond. I can't remember the name make of it, but if you put black diamond liner glove and it's whatever yeah. one you can touch a phone screen with and stuff like that, I can't remember the name of it, but it's got like some stuff on the fingertips. Yeah, um, they're brilliant and they they function not just as a liner, so you can wear them on their own. Um, yeah. You know, just for when it's like. You're in the lodge, perhaps, or when you're outside and it's not freezing, but you just want to take the nip out your fingers. You know, they're really, really good. Um, yeah. But particularly, you know, if you're going to like EBC and it's a cold snap, the weather at, uh, on your way to EBC can change drastically. You know, we've yeah. I've been out there when I haven't used my sleeping bag for the whole trip, even at Gorick Shep. And then I've been on trips where I've used my sleeping bag from the first night because it was ice cold. Yeah. Um, and I think double layering your gloves can make a huge difference as well, particularly because. It used to happen when you were a kid, you know, you put that strap around your wrist, pull it tight so you don't lose them. Um, and now I'm coming back into that. I don't know whether that means I'm infected. <laughs> that never seemed cool, you know, to have mittens yeah. strapped to my wrist, but I actually do it a lot. So um, particularly, you know, when, when you're on your way up and it's really cold or if you're starting for EBC and you start in the night and, oh, in the early morning and it's dark, have them on. And then yeah. you can just whip them off, particularly with mittens. It makes a big difference. You can whip them off. You've still got your liners on, so you can do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, David, it's sometimes, isn't it? I, I know we're, we've been we've been trekking, and uh, you know you want to take the edge off because a little bit of wind there, but you're not. It's not that cold, and you feel like if you put on a down glove, it's probably a bit overkill. So yeah, I think you're right with with that sort of underlayer glove, or we call it the taking the edge off glove. Um, you know, you, you can especially if you're trekking and you're holding your uh, your trekking poles. Uh, there's a little bit of wind. Um, maybe as it, it might even be raining, like which kind of takes us on to the next. Um, yeah the next thing which is we talked about seal skin gloves because especially when we're trekking in wales i know you've used heaps of heaps of them i i saw a couple of comments on here just now yeah. if it is raining and you know you're trying to keep the hands uh, warm it's hard work isn't it but i know seal skin gloves seems to be um some well, of the best out there with that if any of you know of a waterproof pair of gloves that aren't rubber gloves <laughs> for an entire trek please, yeah please please put them in the comments because i don't know but you are right and then one yeah. thing i do so going out in wales um i you know sometimes i'll bring uh, well i most of the time will bring two pairs of gloves with me and when one pair is like completely saturated they go back in the pack and a fresh pair comes out so yeah. um it makes a difference because i find it quite you know you'll do the first half of the trip generally speaking you stop for some lunch and stuff like that and you have a cup of coffee yeah. and stuff and putting those soaking wet gloves back on, like I said, it's just demoralizing. It's better than having yeah. them, even if they're wet. If you're wearing them, they'll still keep you warm. Um, you know, it's not great to put them back on, but as long as you're wearing them, they're still going to, like, keep you insulated. But putting on a nice dry pair after you've stopped for half a day is brilliant. Seal skins, I think, are probably the best I've found so far for waterproof. Um, but I haven't yet found a pair that will keep my hands dry in Welsh rain for an entire day's trekking. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of love coming for seal skins here. I'm hearing, <laughs> hearing mixed. Shona's like tried them, weren't very warm. Uh, Dave's like don't rate seal skins. 
I think you're right. You know, I've used them, and, and yeah, marigolds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerome, they're brilliant. But yeah, I think you're right. It, it's again, like like Dave said, then it's hard to find one that, that does it all, because if if if, if they're going to get wet, they're going to get wet. And yeah, I know with seal skins, they are. I'd say they're not the warmest. So you know, if you want the warm, as Dave said, have ones that keep you warm. But yeah. if you if you if you want that mid layer or, or sort of I say that the, the first layer glove, it's not bad. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly I've I've found that they've worked. Yeah. Um, and other than in torrential rain, I think it's been a while because of the, the coronavirus. We haven't run a training weekend for a while, but the, one of the last training weekends we've ran was with a couple of gentlemen off a, off a live. You got Brian and Mick, and that day, do you remember that day, Dave? And it was like torrential rain for about four yeah, or five hours. Day, character building. I remember that day, um, but yeah. It was fine. You wore, you wore seal skins that day, didn't you? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, so they te- technically they were cycling gloves, but yeah, literally yeah. the only difference is on a cycling glove you'll get some padding, sort of you know where you, you hold the bars. Um, but yeah, I wore seal skins on that day, and I was glad I had them because at the, at least for the first sort of hour or so they did they did yeah. keep the the rain out, but eventually in driving rain, and this isn't to slam seal skins. I've not found any glove or jacket for that matter that in that sort of conditions where it's driving rain on you for hours that will keep the water out. It's just not possible. I mean, unless you wear like, I don't know, like literally a seal skin, you know, that might actually work. Or as Jerome said, a marigold. I mean, yeah, exactly. Waterproof Um, is one of those things where I've struggled. um, I brought a North Face jacket once actually. And do you remember my fateful North Face jacket? I wore it when we went to find there's a, a crashed Wellington bomber in Wales. Yeah, 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 I remember and that. And then I went out there. I had it on for two seconds. I was like, I'm soaked. I was like, brilliant. It's, it's, it's almost like it's encouraged rain onto my body. <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, seeing some more uh, regulars drop in as well. Alan, Alan Smith, great to see you. Um, yeah, talking about merino wool. Yeah, certainly. Merino wool, always, you know, one of the, um, one of the most popular out there. Um, again, you've got sort of down gloves, but you know, merino wool gloves. Uh, again, an- another option. Um, you know, when it comes to looking after your extremities, especially if you've got, um, you know, you've got sensitive hands, you've got Reynolds, you know, anything where you know, your hands and feet just suffer with a cold, they're good options. Yeah. Um, but right, I, okay, we, we've talked about gloves for a little bit now. Let's let's jump onto the questions, Dave, because I know we've had a few that come in. Yeah, why not? Lauren's um, on the uh, on the phones, as we like to say. Wow, this is a. Uh, uh, I got a question here from Danny Mitchell. Okay, it, I'll be honest; it's two paragraphs long, so I'm going to try and like okay read read it. Uh, basically, he's asking about sleeping bags uh, for yeah. Kilimanjaro. Um, yeah, and basically, you know what what are they what are they kind of like? So, are they good enough sleeping bags? Can provide ones to get them? How is it you hire them? So, basically, I, I'm asking. He's asking if he can hire sleeping bags. You can definitely hire sleeping bags at Kilimanjaro. Um, so our team over there have a big storeroom yep. with all of their with all of their kit. It's not brand spanking new, so don't expect to be sliding into a factory fresh bag. Um, but it is definitely warm enough. The ones that I saw over there, I believe, were North Face. Um, but I didn't rent one myself, so I can't be a hundred percent certain. It's yep. like a few dollars for the whole trip. Um, what I recommend is bring a liner as well. So if you're particularly keen on having something that is kind of fresh and you know, put a liner inside it. It'll also add, make it warmer as well. Um, uh, Thought was a sleeping bag of tie and test as many people as comfortable. Basically, yeah, if you want to use that sleeping yeah. bags in Kilimanjaro, they're perfectly good enough for the trip. Um, yeah. They're designed um, only 
for use on Kilimanjaro or rather sought out for that use. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I know quite a lot of other people on our group um, also used them and zero complaints whatsoever. They were plenty warm enough. So hopefully I've covered that off there. Yeah, nice, Dave. Um, just a couple of, of, of quick ones. I know um, Diane's mentioned how about ski gloves. Uh, you've got loads of them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, um, I, I mentioned the beginning. Um, sorry if you missed it, Diane, around, um, you know, I've I've got a bunch of ski gloves myself and I use them for uh, also if it's really cold on a hike. So, yeah, 100%. If you've got them, um, they'll they'll do the job, mate. They'll do the job. So, yeah, a little quick one there. Um, yeah, we've got Alan, uh, 72, and I climb sleeve donut on a regular basis should i stop doing this never although i don't know where that is um uh, probably... Ireland. oh really i probably pronounced that wrong then apologies um but alan yeah if you're 72 and you're climbing mountains uh never stop doing it keep doing it as long as you love it mate yeah 100 100 the oldest person to summit everest was um i think he was nearly 90 um, yeah yeah it was 89 wasn't he 89 um, yeah he, i think japanese fella kept going back um yeah. Yeah, might still be on the mountain though. I have to double check that. Um, so, so another question came in. Um, so a good question. So yeah, uh, okay. Can I ask from your point of view, is Annapurna uh, more treacherous to climb and track yeah, than Everest EBC? Um, good question. So Annapurna, like to climb Annapurna, if you're talking about Annapurna One, which is the eight thousand meter, yeah. it is um, statistically the most deadly mountain um, of all the eight thousanders. So. In terms of the amount of people that successfully summit uh, and those die trying, the ratio is higher than K2, Everest, um, Shisha Pangma, all of those things, you know, so it, it is technically the most deadly. The trek itself is, the, the last avalanche I think that did catch out some people, I think was in that region, um, yeah. you know, so the Annapurnas themselves are like it's a big amphitheater and they are prone to avalanche, but actually, 99.9% of the trails are completely safe and as safe yeah. as the Everest region as well. Um, you know, they're well-trodden trails and they're not, they don't tend to be in the path of avalanches and stuff like that. Um, so I would say in terms of trekking, you know, we don't really think of them in terms of like, which is more dangerous because yeah, they're pretty much the same. But in terms of climbing, Annapurna is like way, way more deadly. You need to be like a yeah. really experienced uh, mountaineer in order to uh, attempt a summit and I believe that is due to the risk of avalanche and stuff like that there is no safe route to the summit of Annapurna it is um yeah I, I remember speaking to uh, a famous mountaineer called Alan Hinks uh Keswick Mountain Festival a few years back now and he was um he summited he was the first British guy to, to climb all all the 14 8,000 meter peaks and he said um you know he's, he's been approached by like, the BBC and things to to climb other mountains, but he said it doesn't matter on how much money someone offered him, he'd never climb Annapurna again, which kind of says it all really about the mountain in terms of climbing it. But what Dave said then, you know, it's very, very rare in terms of trekking. And, you know, I did, um, uh, just to let everyone know as well, I did some more uh, sort of, uh, if you call them articles that would go on the website over the next um, uh, sort of week or so. Um, it's over 30 um, little videos I did the other day. And one of them was, was, was mentioned around danger, you know, how dangerous certain trips are. And uh, just to reiterate something I, I sort of said on there was around sort of managed danger. And Dave, we've talked about this loads. Yeah. You know, in terms of sometimes, you know, when you when you think of danger, in, in inherently these are dangerous areas. You go into the mountains. Mountains are inherently dangerous. Um, that's part of our love and that's part of adventure. That's part of the challenge. Um, you know, but it's, in our opinion, I mean, it's no more dangerous than driving on the roads in icy wet conditions you know it's yeah. that, that, that can be dangerous and we do that without even thinking about it yeah um, exactly you know it's it's one of those things that 
actually it's really really safe i mean you know there are times when you can get unlucky there are times when an avalanche can happen maybe you can have issues of altitude uh, very very rarely but you know we certainly don't see it as as, as danger um in terms of you, you you go into like a you know a, a sort of a bear pit you know it's not like that no uh, it's very safe and managed danger as we like to call it um, yeah exactly obviously you've got to be comfortable with that you know it's it's not for everyone um you know it's it's not disneyland it's 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 got it's a danger it can be a dangerous place um yeah and you've and you've kind of got to be happy with that so yeah but you know good question i, I like those questions because uh especially when it comes to the difference between climbing these mountains and difference to trekking these mountains you know there yeah it is the levels of danger is totally different yeah it's almost because like the, the regions of the himalayas are named after these big um eight thousand meter peaks so yeah. the, it's very easy to draw like the comparison because you go into the Everest region or the Annapurna region <laughs> and then those mountains have this connotation of like, wow, but actually trekking, it, it, it's apples and oranges. We're still at altitude and there's still an element of danger, but it's not, like Andy said, you know, it's not anything like, you know, climbing it or anything like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing some lovely comments there, Ramona. Um, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm glad that uh, the, the trips gives you hope is... is Hopefully, it's, it's, this won't last forever, mate. This won't last forever. It's uh, it's on. You can you can kind of see the horizon. I know that horizon feels like it's still miles away, but um, you know it's not far away, mate. Um, we'll be getting on those trips before you know it. Um, and obviously, it's great to have you on here, so we can give you that encouragement and get you on these trips um, with yeah. with Gaz as well. So yeah, Ramona, we can't wait to have you with us. Exactly. Just, I would just like to say one thing about that as well. That you know, you said that. Um, you know, obviously you, you put out there that you went to EBC and some jealous people maybe said some bad names and called you bad names on a Facebook group you follow. So you need to unfollow that Facebook group. Like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Quickly and, <laughs> um, and tune it all out because it's all, yeah, yeah. this is a PG, so I'm not going to tell you what my opinion is to people <laughs> like that. But what I will yeah. say is like that, yeah, I've seen like, many groups on Facebook like that, you know, that uh, this is why like in our group we try to, you know, e e even like a slight whiff of negativity on the wind and gone, you know, like we don't, we don't tolerate it. And honestly, I wouldn't even be part of a group like that. I wouldn't even have it on my radar. Yeah. I would just sack that off immediately. Um, yeah. you know, just, um, you know, no deep down that, you know, you probably achieve more in the 11 days of trekking than any negative person like that will achieve in their entire life. So crack on Ramona, push on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nicely said, Dave, nicely said. Um, but yeah, with, with some of the questions, um, Diane, you mentioned, um, sorry, mate. I, I know you uh, just dropped in here. Any plans for treks around Mont Blanc? Yes, um, we would have. I, I think if it wasn't for our good friend COVID, we, we would certainly be doing them right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's on the agenda. Um, as always, we, we never like to rush into launching these trips before we kind of make sure they're they're they're, they're ever trekkerfied. So yeah, but um, definitely good. You know, good point. And yeah, we are on it uh, with regards to Mont Blanc um, as well as uh, Mount Elbrus, where we're. Uh, on the cusp of that as well. And there's, there's a few newer trips in South America um, that we, uh, you know, that, that are on the horizon. So, yeah, certainly we'll, as always, guys, you know, you're, you're on here every week. And if we've got anything exciting like that, we'll we'll let you know because yeah. um, you know, we're, we're, we're super excited to, you know, obviously altitude is our thing. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of altitude and mountains. So anywhere around the world where that happens, it's just a matter of time for us. I mean, obviously our, our big Mac is, uh, is Everest base camp and, and Killy, you know, as, as, as we've kind of moved on, but you know, we're, we're like, 
like you guys, we want to go on new adventures. We want to find new places and exactly yeah. need to do that around the world. You know, it's it's it's, it's a big world out there. So yeah, yeah. we can't wait. We're launching um, Aconcagua, and uh, that's a big tasty. And um, yeah. <laughs> <you> <laughs> well, know. it's the biggest. Well, it's going to be the biggest mountain we climb for now, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah exactly. who knows? Who knows what's on the agenda? Um, so let's have a quick look. Hey, yeah. New Brimble has said, uh, "Have you ever tried fingerless gloves with a mitten that folds over? Are they any good?" Um, I've not tried them, no, but my dad has a pair, I think. Yeah, fine, great. I mean, um, to be honest, like any glove is better than no glove. Um, I quite like the idea of the uh, just being able to whap that thing over. Quite often, there's like a handy bit of Velcro, you know, you stick that too, use your phone and, you know, fiddle around with bags and stuff and then pull it back over, put it back over. Nice, nice. Um, I would probably say for Killy, you're going to need something a bit more substantial. Those types of gloves tend to be like little woolen gloves and things like that. So Killy or EBC or Calabatar in the cold weather and the dark, I would say you're going to need something like a little more substantial. But certainly yeah. everyday trekking, you know, just like during the day and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. They'd be, they'd be, they'd be great. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, as we're going through them, I think, uh, was it Chris? Uh, Clifford Hurst, can you pick up a good pair in Nepal? Yeah, definitely. Anywhere. I mean, in um, in Tamil, in, in Kathmandu, it's you could literally turn up and with nothing and you've got everything there. Um, you know, all the, the trekking shops, uh, all the, you know, it's literally, I'd say you've got two or three mile radius and it's just full of, of trekking stores and shops and things like that. It's amazing. It really is. But I mean, we've had people who have had issues and their baggage has got lost on the way. Uh, you know, yeah. their airline has just, you know, because it does happen time to time. Something to think about with insurance. Um, and literally turned up and, and the insurance said, okay, go and get whatever you, you need. And literally went all the way around Kathmandu buying, you know, new boots. Not ideal, but, you know, situation uh all the other stuff and and you know he, he got to have his base camp and um you know so yeah certainly things like gloves uh, I, I remember um i think it was my sister who came with us back in probably about two and a half years ago now uh, around september october time and she forgot gloves and got some in Kathmandu. um and there's heaps of options there heaps of options or you know all the way to you know thin layer gloves to, to some you need to summit an eight thousand meter peak so yeah you if you uh if you want to get them there it's probably a little bit cheaper um you you kind of got to be sort of sensible that there's there's going to be ones that are real as in they're going to be ones you could potentially get in the uk or us or you know western shops there's going to be some over there they might look real but they're not they're made locally not they, they're cheap but they'll they'll do the job you know they will do the job they just won't last as long as, yeah. uh, as, as kind of the other ones but uh, yeah i hope that helps yeah awesome um having a quick look here so who's asked a quick question uh, dave yeah. rimington um gloves for yeah. holes lightweight grippy wicking um to be honest i've never really thought too much about com like compatibility between my gloves and my poles i think grippy's fine but actually i had a pair of rab gloves that were like super grippy and they were almost too grippy so when you're moving yeah. on the poles and stuff like that they kind of like get pulled off your fingers you have to keep pulling them back down again um yeah. Honestly, I don't overthink it. Um, you know, most of the time you're just kind of like bearing down on them and supporting your weight. So um, most, like I said, 90% of the time when I'm on my treks, if you run kind of hot like I do, I just use the liners um, or no gloves. So liners or no gloves, but always, always, always in my pack, I'll have like a like an insulated warmer pair that are capable for any of the sort of cold weather I might encounter. But honestly, I just use a pair of liners. I've never really found too much of a, a difficulty using those with poles and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Gripping is good, but it's a personal preference thing. For me, it was a bit too grippy. I, I kind of like them to slide on the on the poles a bit so they're not tugging the glove off the whole time. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Um, Miko mentioned uh, good to be back on live. Yeah, Miko, it's been a while. I hope you're well. Um, have you guys spoken about crampons? Any brand preference? Yeah, we, we briefly over the last few weeks, but yeah, we've, we've brand preference. I'd say Grivel are really good. I got a pair of Grivel G12 um, uh, crampons. They'll be great. I know you're, you're thinking about Island Peak, so they'd be perfect. Um, Miko, yeah, reach out to us, mate. It, that's a point, actually, actually, Dave. We should definitely do one um, around crampons and ice axes uh, specifically. Yeah, my, my, my pair of grivels are right by there. <laughs> I know, I wish we can use them, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nico, great to see you. Uh, great to see you back on, mate. Yeah, uh, Chris uh, Clifford Hurst, are you worried about the China-India border scuffles? Not really. Um, to be honest, I think they've been going on for hundreds of years, mate, and and it'll, it'll continue to happen. I think, um, obviously, you know, we, we we tend not to comment on any political stuff, but um, there's, there's there are issues with certain countries and certain borders. Um, and again, that's that's part of adventure travel. That's not going to go away. It's going to be there. Um, Nepal is a very, very safe country. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I feel sometimes there at 3 a.m. in the morning, way safer than I would in, in Cardiff, for instance, at 3 a.m. So, uh, yeah, yeah very, very, very safe. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where, do you know what, the, India and Nepal have been arguing for years. Yeah. like India and China and stuff like that. Honestly, it doesn't even pop up on your radar when you're there. Um, you know, we're, we're there to do to do what we need to do um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, nah, that's fine. Um, let's have a quick look now. Uh, Abby asking if we know a pair of genuinely waterproof to let her know. Damn right. Let me know as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on, Dave, if you've, if you've got any. I know uh, we've got heaps on the old. Ramona's uh... asked again, uh, yeah. but isn't it different between spring and autumn? It was chilly in autumn, but no snow or ice. And then what I've seen, March, April, Evertrackers were freezing. So, yeah, to be honest, yeah. generally speaking, March, April, May, September, October, November are broadly speaking the same. The difference yeah. that you're seeing is because the Himalaya is so unpredictable that I've been there in the spring, and you're absolutely right. We had loads of snow. It was great. I've been in the autumn when I've had loads of snow. And then I've also been in the autumn when it's been like a summer day, you yeah. know? So yeah. it's kind of unpredictable. What we always say is that don't worry too much about the differences in the seasons. Whenever yeah. you're going, you're going to need to prepare for all four. So we always say that, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to get all four seasons. You're going to be wet. You're going to be dry. You're going to be hot. You're going to be cold. So make sure that at any one time you're prepared for all of those scenarios and then you'll be absolutely fine. To be to be honest, that's kind of a philosophy I, I'll use even in like Wales. You know, if we're going up Snowdon, I mean, and that's just like 35 degrees on a hot summer day, in which case I might not bring my down jacket. Yeah. However, you know, I've been out on hot days and stuff like that. Me and Andy, when we went to that bomber I mentioned earlier, we started off in the rain, then we got sunburned, and then we finished in the rain. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, so, typical Welsh day, right? But uh, you know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even notice it until afterwards. You know, it's just like that's Wales. <laughs> great stuff. Um, just while we're at right, uh, Mark Van Rossum uh, mentioned as well. Great that you're um, doing your training, mate, to, to obviously do some uh, COVID nineteen vaccinations. So yeah, good on you, uh, and to everyone that's uh, obviously frontline staff and NHS. You know, I know it's it's hard right now, and uh, if you're on the live, um, you know, big big sort of big 10 to you guys and, and keep going. Um, I know it's, it's not easy right now. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned around uh, COVID vaccines, because I know last week we talked about vaccinations. Um, and I think obviously Mark's following on from that. Um, he mentioned that uh, if you're having a COVID-19 COVID vaccine, 
uh, should not be given within seven days of another vaccine. So, yeah, if you are planning on having things like rabies or some of your hepatitis jabs, and obviously there's, there's stages of them, um, just take that into account. And cheers for sharing that, Mark. Um, no, as well, mate. <laughs> I know, I know, mate. I, yeah. I, mean, I love that. that long now. I'm trying to make it sound different. Actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, it's a lovely comment from uh, uh, Deirdre McDonald. May God bless you on your journey. Challenging life is good from Emma and Deirdre. Do you know what? Challenging life is brilliant. And same goes to you. That's the type of positivity we like in the group. Um, yeah, 100%. yeah, awesome. So let's have a quick look. So yeah, you just said about Marky V. Yeah, um, Miko. Hey, Miko, we haven't seen you in a while, but um, good to good to know you're back, mate. And um, yeah. have you guys spoken about crampons? Any brand preferences? So I've just repeated that question. So I was going to uh, say, I... <laughs> yeah, you, you literally just um, that one. and I think you're a few ahead of me on the. On I the am. Sorry, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack into this one. Uh, Sean, uh, he said, from my liner gloves, I've got the Rab Forge. Uh, will it be good enough for EBC paired with the Boltoros? Yeah, Boltoros are brilliant. I've got a pair of them. Um, they yeah, the Rab Forge. I can't remember what specifically like thickness and and, and rating etc. Um, essentially, uh, it, for EBC, I always take two pairs. So as we mentioned earlier, you've got kind of the liner glove, uh, which the Rob Rab Boltoros I would say are, are kind of that. You know, they're quite that. They're not that warm as say uh, like you know you get those ski gloves that got the the actual down they're quite thick and you know you look like you got mitchell in hands um you know so if you had a boltoro glove and if the rab forge i mean i'll give a little google if it is like that then 100 percent um yeah you know but yeah good to have a couple of a couple of pairs like dave said you, you're preparing for four seasons you know if if you it does get quite cold sometimes and in the morning when the sun hasn't quite reached the peaks and you're in the shadow uh, especially on the way up to everest base camp or island peak region um you know you could be quite cold for an hour so maybe you want to like take the edge off gloves then when you're in the sun ugh, you want you shorts and t-shirt weather um but then as you get higher and higher and higher or if the weather comes in yeah uh, you know and it gets windy then you want thicker pair of gloves so yeah um yeah definitely have a couple there just just in, in case of those scenarios awesome um paul evans has asked uh, what yeah. have you on micro spikes any good would they be useful for ebc so with regards to those the only time I think you may need them is when you're going over the high passes. So yeah. if you're on a Gokyo trip and going over Chola, um, or even if you're on the, the three passes trip, you know, when you're going over sort of um, the other passes, they may become in handy then because as you go higher in the Himalaya, you know, there's more snow pass, maybe compressed ice and stuff. However, you don't need to bring them with you. So if you are booked on one of those trips, um, the guides know well in advance what the conditions are like, what the passes are like, and we can prepare for those. Um, and we will provide you with those micro spikes and things like that if they're needed. So, yes, they are really helpful. They um, they are like a midpoint between nothing and crampons. Um, and sometimes, yeah, they do just give you that a bit of extra purchase and grip and security when you're going over the passage. So, yeah, 100% um, they can be useful, but don't worry about bringing your own unless you want to use them elsewhere and the UK or anything like that. They can be handy for like a, a winter in the Scotland Highlands or something like that as well. Yeah, just seeing some great comments there. Sorry, Julie. I love what you said there. Was it you say I always feel a bit down on Tuesday afternoons because there's a whole week until the next Tuesday tune in. Works, so. Well, but, you know, we'd like to do it more often, but <laughs> um, once a week for now. But yeah, no, I really appreciate that, Julie, and glad that you, you obviously find them useful um, as well as uh, heaps of comments there. I know. Um, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and like like we said, you know, we're more, more more than anything you know we like to you know genuinely it's like you know you guys are our friends it's like a proper community every ever trekker that comes into into our sort of um i like to think of it as like our event horizon you know if you come into our event horizon and that's it then you're stuck um and uh, are you saying we're like a black hole dave 
black hole of positivity, mate. Yeah. So you come, you, you, you come past our event horizon and then no negativity can get in. Unfortunately, no one can then escape. But look, no, ne- <laughs> no negativity. And yeah, and it's great. And, like you know, that. it's really good that you guys come together with us, um, you know, every Tuesday. And, you know, we can like put the world to rights and talk about trekking and hiking and positivity and then try and make that last then a week. <laughs> you know, because... Um, Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's what, you know, that's what we love. And like I said, I never get bored talking about this. So I need a platform like this because all of my friends, my family, everyone I know, pretty much except Andy, has now stopped listening. So, so this is this is the best thing in the world for, for us and you. Yeah, no, it is it's fantastic, isn't it? Um, yeah, just uh, going through, uh, Warren asked, ever thought trips to NZ? New Zealand, yeah, mate. Um, I'd love to. I've got to be honest. Obviously, it's very far from the UK. But uh, New Zealand, probably my, my, I'd say one or two, uh, very close to Nepal in terms of my favourite country in the world. Uh, absolutely beautiful place. Done loads of trekking there. Yeah, I, who knows in the future? Um, you know, it's one of them because of the distance. You know, it is takes a whole sort of 24 hours to get to you, but never say never, um, you know, because it's got some fantastic uh, climbing and, and trekking there, um, you know, as good as anywhere in the world. So, yeah, Warren, you never know. Um, definitely, like, like I mentioned earlier around, you know, Mount Elbrus and Europe as well and some of the some of the trips we do, maybe uh, Tour de Mont Blanc is, is, is on the agenda. Um, uh, you know, it's, I think with COVID, we've, we've kind of appreciate that, you know, we, we're trying to find some balance of having some near near the UK, uh, essentially, because, you know, 90% of our, of our ever trekkers are, are from the UK. Um, but always, mate, yeah, we're looking to, to sort of, you know, expand our horizons. Yeah. Um, uh, you know who knows about New Zealand I'd, I'd love to and yeah it's a fantastic place and yeah. I presume you're from New Zealand but yeah uh, yeah love love New Zealand so I've never been there so that'd be uh, that's on my bucket list um, yeah you love it one from Diane hey Diane um, awesome I yeah. clearly sent you a message this morning and didn't answer all your questions so I apologise um, yeah, an extra day for Rainbow Mountain it is recommended yes because um, it gives you sort of when you come back from Rainbow Mountain, so you come back, you have the day, and then you depart the next day. Arriving back from the mountain, you know, from Machu Picchu to arrive, then to go and do Rainbow Mountain, then to come back, then to go. It's too much of a compressed time scale. So I yeah. have in one extra day. Rainbow Mountain can be done in a day. It's always best to do it at the end of the trip because it is over 5,000 meters, which means you've already gone through an acclimatization cycle. So when you come back, have a nice chill, yeah. relax, um, and then the next day, you know, go up to Rainbow Mountain, do that and then come back and then go the next yep. day. So just that one extra day will make it a little bit easier for you. Take away all the pressure with regards to time scales, and also you might be exhausted when you get back. And a good night's sleep will probably give you the energy you need to kind of get a rainbow mate in the following day. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful for you. And apologies, I missed that out on this morning's video. Uh, yeah, nice, Dave. Um, yeah, Diane also asked about uh, about basic crampons if needed for trips like Tukal. Yeah, it's I mean they in um, Imlil which is basically where we kind of start the, the trips up to, up to Tupacal. Um, we can, we can hire and, you know, if, you, if, if the conditions are, are that bad, we can, we can sort that out when you arrive. If you had your own pairs, you know, beneficial, but you can, you can rent them locally. Um, the same with uh, when it comes to, to Killy, <coughs> excuse me. I think it was uh, Andy there mentioned around um, something to do with Killy there uh, would have been handy. Yeah. On our, on our Killy summits, Always been quite lucky with regards to the conditions, but you're right. Yeah, you know, there's it can be quite challenging. Um, some micro spikes could be useful up there. Um, you know, it, d- it depends on the conditions, but again, you can you can rent them locally if you need them. 
Um, I, I kind of took some micro spikes and never needed them, and it was really cold. But luckily, because of the the sort of landscape, it was okay. But um, obviously, you know, I don't know what the conditions were like for you, Andy. Um, but yeah, um, right. What's next? Uh, yeah, I think we lucked out with Killy. Jerome, where is Elbrus? My geography level has failed me. It's um, on the border of Georgia and Russia. Um, so some trips go from Georgia, some go from Russia. Um, looking at the logistics, it's sometimes easier to go from Georgia because getting a visa for Russia, Russia can be challenging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be probably using the the Georgia side. Yeah, I went to um, St. Petersburg, and it was it's it's a long process to get a Russian visa. Yeah, I'm not entirely fussed on you getting what it seems to me, but awesome yeah i was thinking about yeah what andy said about killy then and um strange, yeah. yeah that um interesting like to know what the conditions were like there um because obviously you got quite high on the mountain um, yeah. to get to like the uh the ice cap and stuff like that it was quite i think and when we were there it was probably about as icy as it can be and still be passable i think because there was still yeah. sort of you could like fashion a path through the ice but in some parts like you know some of the you know the glacier and stuff was up to like you, you weren't walking through it but next to it and it was like you know pretty like a meter deep you know so um would have been pretty, yeah, it was pretty challenging on top of it but luckily we could fashion a path through there so yeah that was that was quite good i want to go back man i keep thinking about it and I think that's <laughs> well it's weird isn't it because that was kind of the last thing we were able to do before um you know a good friend covid hit but you know um we'll, we'll, we'll get back there um and it's great i'm just looking for all the comments now and people are talking about albras and highest in europe and all that and yeah yeah we won't be long guys we'll be back um, we'll be back on these trips before you know it. Um, yeah, just, yeah, if we talk about horizons, like Dave said earlier, it's not that far. Um, you know, it's not far at all. Uh, as although we wish it was closer in, but it's you know we we can see the light yeah, um, yeah, at the yeah. end of the tunnel. But right, Dave, um, I know we've we've kind of gone through a lot now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've we've covered all the questions that we've seen yet. If you do get any last minute ones, drop them in. But we'll we'll start to finish off, and we hope you enjoyed. Seeing Mr. Bernie Sanders at the beginning. Uh, if you missed that, because I saw a few a few people come in halfway, go back. We had um, we had a little bit of a, a special guest uh, on the Tuesday yeah. tune-in. We had good old Bernie join us just to demonstrate how to use mittens because uh, you know he's obviously well practiced over the last week with yeah. the millions of memes that have gone around. Um, so yeah, have a look at the beginning of the live um, if you missed it. Um, but obviously, it's great to talk about gloves, to talk about all those questions. It's you know, I hope you found it. Um, you know, uh, really valuable as always. Um, and yeah, it's certainly great. Oh, hang it? on, hang on, Karen. So first Karen's one, Stefan Holt. I think I dropped you a little video message the other day. How you doing, mate? First one. Um, uh, Karen, ask your two questions now. I can't find yeah, them. Yeah, we are going to them. wait. I will yeah, search for we're Karen. Like the, we're like the army rangers. We never leave We never leave someone behind. Um, <laughs> or we, we try not. Uh, well, like I say, Karen's mentioned you can get knickers for that. Um, okay, so I don't, I'm not sure that's a question. Um, let's have a little look. I'm just scrolling through all of ours. And apologies, Karen. Um, quite a few of us changing. Mark, yeah, yeah I, I'm just going through all of ours. Furiously now. She's typing away furiously. Yeah, sometimes it's hard for us to keep track of this feed because it is literally... Like, I know, it is, isn't it, Karen? I've got seal skin. Oh, Karen Bade following from Bryce's comments saying he gave his gloves away to porters in Kathmandu. I've been thinking about that. What's the best right thing to do about donating any kit? Awesome. Lauren on the phone saves the day. Uh, and we've got your second one here as well. Okay, your first one about donating kit, it is a great idea. You don't have to... Yeah. Any sort of kit that you want to give away to the porters, guys, anybody that supported you, it's always yeah. greatly received. 
Um, you know, it's something I think on every trip that I've done, I've, I've given at least something away to someone. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of give it out, you know, to whoever, that's fine. If one of the porters has particularly helped you, sometimes they'll stick by you and maybe carry your bag and stuff. You know, you can reward them with something if you want to. Um, anything you can do for those guys is 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 greatly received. And there's no sort of yeah around it. You kind of do it however you see fit. You know, it's your stuff. It's your donation. Um, and it's always going to be greatly received. You don't have to wait till Kathmandu either. You know, I've given gloves on the mountain to people, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, be free and easy yeah, with it. And, you know, it's a good thing. So however you do it, it's going to be it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. Nice. I think Carol asked around, um, do you might get a training trip in the summer? Yeah, I mean, we'd hope we'd, we'd love to. Um, if we're if we're allowed, we'll certainly be running them. Um, you know, we it's kind of we're still in our wait and see. I mean, I mean, by by the summer, we're, we're kind of hopeful. You know, by the spring that we'll be able to come out of lockdown and, and able to run groups. It might have to be a bit smaller yeah. uh, from a social distancing. But yeah, Karen, certainly if if we can if we can run them, uh, obviously we'll let you guys know on on the Tuesday tune in. But we'll also let you know social feeds <laughs> on email. And yeah, we you know we'd love to to have you guys on the. Don't Doug's forget. a new granddad this week, I heard. So you, Doug, oh, yeah. congratulations on your grandson. Um, yeah. first pipe, grandson. Slippers on the way, mate. pipe and slippers on the way, you go, granddad. But, um, <laughs> brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Um, nice. Well, Dave, it, should we, should we, I think we, we've answered, Karen, we've answered your questions now, I hope. Yeah. Um, if we have missed any, we'll, we'll obviously go through and we'll we'll obviously go you know answer those questions. But I hope that's been a little bit useful uh, today. Um, as always, uh, you know, I know we've talked about this on every live. We we're um, about to order the the next batch of down jackets. Um, if you want to get yourself a down jacket and help support the guides in the pool, um, Lauren, if you can put the link in, please, um, the guys can get the down jacket and all the obviously all the the profits from that go to the guides. Yeah. Um, you know, we we raised over five thousand dollars now, which is fantastic and. You know, speaking to Anuj, um, I was messaging him yesterday, and uh, obviously all the guides uh, in Kathmandu and 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 you know in the in the, their villages, they're they're all doing fantastic. Obviously, challenging. Um, you know, to them, it's it's part and parcel of the challenge because you know Nepal is a very poor country anyway. But you know, it has been tough for them, so we really appreciate yeah. any cool. if you want to grab one of those jackets. I know that you know Mark there. Uh, you know, he's got his uh, got his jacket. Uh, I know uh, Ramona's got a jacket. I know loads of you have bought your jackets, but if you do want one, um, yeah, link's there. Grab yourself a little jacket. And that link also takes you to the store. Um, so, Miko, you mentioned about the shop. Um, yeah, there's all, some of our merch there. If you want to grab yourself a hoodie or one of our one of our mugs, um, you can grab that on that same link as well. Just navigate to the to those and grab yourself one. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, love you and leave you and have fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next Tuesday. All the best. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, try to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. I'm going to go to the hospital.